on episode 60 of the High Performance Leadership Podcast, The Seven Elements Most Important to Organizational Life. Do you know that most organizations die because they, they don't understand their environment? You're listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast, insights and information from world-class leadership experts. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Randy Lane. On today's show, Dr. Roger Allen talks about the transformation model. To follow along and see the model for yourself, check out this episode's show notes. Dr. Allen is a psychologist who has helped leaders run more efficient and effective organizations for over 30 years. Some of his clients include Coach Leatherware, IBM, Ford, and HP. He co-wrote the High Performance Leadership Framework that's the foundation for the 360 Solutions curriculum. We were very lucky to get him to come speak at a recent event 360 Solutions hosted in Dallas. This is just a small segment of Dr. Allen's talk. 360 Solutions strategic partners get access to the full talk via our online dashboard. A quick warning, some of the audio is a little scratchy. Roger forgot he was wearing a mic at times and bumped into it. And now, here's Dr. Roger Allen. The transformation model can be used in three different ways. I think of the transformation model as a leadership tool. The transformation model, whether you're talking about a mom and pop shop, a very small business, or whether you're talking about a medium-sized business, or whether you're talking about a large business, I think it's a very helpful model for enabling leaders to understand the organization that they're managing. It's an open system model. In other words, you have an environment. We're taking information and materials in from an environment, and we're converting them. It's, it's going through a process. Those are going through a process in which they get converted to what? Results. So we're starting with inputs from an environment, and eventually results, deliverables, various kinds of results, on the backside, and there's a transformation process. So it corresponds to this way of looking at life, looking at the world. I think it's very helpful, again. This reduces the complexity of an organization, and there is a lot of complexity in organizations. It reduces the complexity in or of an organization to those seven elements that are most important to organizational life. And it gives a leader, it gives a manager, it gives a leader, it gives a business owner a way of thinking about their organization and a way of thinking about the effectiveness of their organization and where they are strong and where they are weak and what changes they need to make. So number one, it's a framework. It's a leadership framework above all. And if they have nothing more than this framework, I think the framework can be very, very useful for them to understand their business. Because then when they have a system problem, you know, when they have a system problem, they have a context to put it in. They can understand that system problem relative to, you know, structure and process and relative to culture. And they can begin to see this organization that is so complex and has so many interdependent parts. They can begin to see the interdependency of the different pieces and how those different pieces interact and work together to result in results, okay, to result in outputs, if that makes sense. Or if they have a communication problem, they can begin to see how that communication problem might fit 
to different or affect different parts of the organization, or if they have a structure problem, or you know, reporting relationships. It just becomes a way for them to better understand and better manage their organization. Does that make sense? Number one, so it's just simply a framework. I think of it as a leadership framework that I want every manager, every leader that I work with to have. I want them to be thinking continually in terms of this model. Secondly, it's a way that they can assess their organization. In other words, a good leader isn't in the trenches day to day. We talk about leadership from the balcony. A good leader is standing on the balcony looking at the big picture. Good leaders are big picture people. Now, if you're talking about a small business, those good leaders are also in the trenches delivering the service to the customer, right? You know, they're doing both. But a good leader takes a step back, is leading from the balcony, has a perspective right here, and they're thinking about their strategy. They're thinking about the business environment. They're thinking about what's going on in our business environment and what are the changes that are taking place and how are those going to impact us long term. They're thinking about the strategy. How, how well have we, are we adapting and adjusting to meet the needs and the demands and the changes that are occurring in the business environment. They're thinking about their core business processes. What are the processes that we have in place to convert information or materials into deliverables? They're thinking about the structure and the reporting relationships and, and uh, management that they provide inside the organization. They're thinking about their systems. They're thinking about the culture. They're thinking about results. You know, that's the work of leadership. That's what leadership is all about. And again, whether you're a small business or whether you're a large business, I think that framework is useful. The framework is helpful for understanding the nature of the work of leaders. That's what leaders do. Leaders pay attention to this larger context. Does this make sense? And leaders can ask, how are we doing with strategy? How are we doing in our core processes? How are we doing in our structure? How are we doing with our systems? What is our culture like? You know, do all of these align? Do all of these help us accomplish our mission and our vision and what we're about as an organization? So, when we do an assessment, I like to start with results. Why would we start with results? Results are the back end. Results are over here. Why do we start with results when we do an assessment? And where they want to go is strategy. Where they want to go is clarifying their strategy. Want to know how they're doing? Results tell us about the health of the organization, do they not? The organization vital signs. How well are we doing today? Let's start by taking our temperature. Let's start by asking questions that have to do with our current results, our current performance because there's a cause-effect relationship here between all of these elements. It's cause-effect. Results aren't haphazard. Results don't come from nowhere. Results have to do, in fact, something that we used to tell our clients is all organizations are perfectly designed to get the results they get. All organizations are perfectly designed to get the results they get. Results aren't random. But results are a function of how we have designed the organization. And what does design mean? Design means 
how we have configured all of these different elements, right? Do, do systems impact results? Does, does our structure impact results? Do our core processes impact results? Yes. It all, it's all interrelated, isn't it? See, we're trying to give people this broader, holistic systems point of view and understanding of their organization, broaden their thinking of their organization. And they all impact results. Likewise, they, does culture impact results? Does the culture, absolutely. Do systems impact culture? Does structure impact culture? Does core process, does our strategy impact our culture? You know, they are all interrelated, aren't they? And there is a cause-effect relationship. So if I want to change my results, I need to start with, you know, looking at these other elements and how these elements might be impacting results. But I like during my assessment to begin with, what are your current results? How are you doing? And how do you know how you are doing? How do you measure how you're doing? What are your key result areas? What is your performance today? And where are you strong and where are you weak? And oftentimes we'll give people categories, four categories, and you'll see this as you go through the materials. So the four areas that we look at are number one, customer, number two, culture, number three, internal operations, and number four, finances and profitability. By the way, when most companies measure their performance, what do they measure? Yeah, it's, it's financial, isn't it? It's the profitability. And so what we want to do is we want to expand these owners' understanding of, give them a broader framework, a more balanced framework for thinking about results. So finances is important and profitability, of course, is essential. It's very important. But in addition to that, we want them to begin thinking about customer satisfaction. That's also very obvious. But we also want them to be thinking about internal operations and how successful their internal operations are and culture and how they measure their culture, how they measure results regarding culture. Internal operations has to do with what kinds of things? What am I talking about when I say internal operations? Sales process, marketing. Sales process, marketing. Okay. Back office, I'm talking about cycle time. How long does it take, for example, to resolve a customer complaint? You know, how efficient are our, they're measures of how efficient our processes are. How quickly can we solve problems? So anyway, we give them those four categories and we just ask them, how are you doing? Now, oftentimes people don't know and they don't know what they don't know. So we're using this model to educate them to make them smarter about their own business. Again, can you see how it can even have some value in a small business? So we start with results, and following results, where do we go? Environment. And why do we go to environment next? Do you know that most organizations die because they stop, they don't understand their environment? They don't understand how things are changing within the external environment. So I want to start asking questions of this business owner related to their environment, external environment, what's happening outside of the company. Environment what it has to do with what's happening out here, and it has to do with how customers may be changing in the future. It may have to do with our competitors, the competitive landscape. It may have to do with the economy. It may, what are some other variables that we need to pay attention to? Regulatory environment, what's going on? Yeah, government regulation. What else? Your nonprofit funding is a big one. Okay, funding. 
Oh, yeah. Everybody's got to be asking themselves, how is, you know, a change of administration going to impact the business environment, going to impact my, my business? That's right. Industry changes. Exactly. Industry changes. Technology, Good. Technology is huge. I mean, technology is just turning everything upside down today, isn't it? And if I don't understand how technology, I mean, even in our, even in our business, okay, over the last 20 years, there are huge changes between when we started doing this process and today. Then we go to strategy. And we go to, why do we go to strategy next? Got to steer this ship. Got to identify our goals and where it is we want to be going. There are two kinds of strategy that we talk about. We talk about business strategy. And business strategy has to do with how we are going to position ourselves to meet the demands and take advantages of the opportunity or take advantage of the opportunities in the environment, right? See, strategy is all about how we match the opportunity and the demands of the environment. How are we going to take advantage of what's happening out in that external environment? And so we have business strategy. How are we going to organize our business to you know, get results and take advantage of whatever the business opportunity is? And number two, internal strategy or organizational strategy. And what do you think I'm talking about when I say organizational strategy? Internal strategy, what am I talking about? Yeah, exactly, I'm talking about core ideology. I'm talking about who we are. I'm talking about our being as an organization. So our being as an organization is what is our long-term vision? What is our mission? You know, have we got a clearly defined mission? Is it a mission that inspires people? Is it a mission that everybody understands? And a mission of a good organization, by the way, a mission of a high-performing organization is more than simply making money. You know, we know that your organization exists to make money. That's the lifeblood of an organization. But high-performing organizations are able, in fact, to transcend, let's say, mediocrity by and, and achieve greatness because they assert a vision. They assert a mission that is bigger, that is somehow motivating, intrinsic motivating to people, that people want to be a part of. So it's creating a mission that people can really buy into and believe in and be excited about. Isn't that how you begin creating partners in the business? I want to be part of this company that, you know, Merck Pharmaceuticals, I remember their mission was something about alleviating suffering in the world. You know, that's a big vision. That's a Disney vision it has to do with creating happiness. We can talk about a lot of different organizations, but we want to create a mission. We want to create a mission statement that people can rally around and feel good about. Now, maybe the organization already has a mission statement, and if, if so, we ask them to bring it out and we talk about it. And, and how do you feel about this today? And is this still your mission? And how well have you communicated it to your employees? And do your employees get it? And do they buy into it? And how aligned are they to it? And why or why not? Those are the kind of questions as a consultant, not as a trainer, but as a consultant that I begin to ask that do what Chip was talking about, that put me in a position to add value to the company in addition to deliver products, in addition to deliver training. So we ask questions about mission. And then what is the other part of internal strategy, guiding principles. It's our principles. Or the best organizations are principle-based. It's like the constitution of our country. 
There's a constitution, there is a foundation, foundational principles upon which we do business. And those principles have to do with how we think about customers, they have to do with how we work together and how we treat each other, they have to do with you know, that kind of thing. So we want to create a set of guiding principles, and so I'll talk to the company, I'll talk to this owner about you know, what are your current guiding principles. And how well do your employees understand them? And how well do you live them? And what do you do to, what do you, how do you live that's aligned to them? And how do you sometimes not align to those principles? And how do your behavior match up? How does your behavior match up against those principles? But we want to make sure that they have some principles. And we want to make sure that those are well communicated, that everybody understands, because that begins to form the foundation of the culture of the organization, this core ideology begins to form the foundation of this high-performing organization. Make sense? Thanks for listening to the High Performance Leadership Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Every little bit helps. Our website is hpleadershippodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hpleadershippodcast. Follow us on Twitter at hpl underscore podcast. And shoot us an email at podcast at 360solutions.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.